0: All right, it's good to hear this music beginning to build once again. Looking forward to another episode with you today. A little bit later than usual, as we have had some family in town and we've been having a good time, but my studio has been otherwise occupied, although I found a little window of opportunity. So here we are on the In Focus podcast taking another fresh look at the Bible and some big Christian ideas and how they wor- bring our world into focus and empower us to live a more eternal kind of life within it. Today, we're headed back into the early chapters of Joshua and a seminal vision of God's people entering into God's promises. If you haven't read these chapters before, or maybe it's been just a long time for you, I would strongly encourage you to go back and take a few minutes to read Joshua chapters 1 through 8. It's a really exciting read with a number of distinct stories unfolding as God's people are finally entering into promises that had shaped their hopes and imaginations of the entire nation for literally hundreds of years through all sorts of impossible and hopeless circumstances until finally, through some twists and turns that only God could bring about, the people were at the threshold of seeing these promises come to pass. Now, this wasn't the first time that the nation had been at the th- this threshold. A previous generation had come to this exact same scenario, but gripped by fear of change and fear of challenge, the people became suddenly nostalgic for the way things used to be. So instead of going on with God, they clamored for the security and the predictability of their old way of life as slaves in Egypt. And in doing so, uh, the Bible says that they despised God words that we, of course, never want to hear about ourselves, Uh, and to those encouraging them to go forward, they simply said, we're going to kill you if you keep talking about this. Uh, But now, we are one generation later in the story. That previous scenario took place in Numbers chapter 13, in case you are interested in checking it out. But again, we are a generation later now as we come to the beginning of Joshua, and the the country is back. And of course, because people don't change that easily, we still have the same violent threat, but this time it's directed in the opposite direction. Uh, This time the people are saying, we'll kill you if you refuse to enter. So, uh, still have some anger and some violence issues to resolve, but in any case, at least the people are now looking ahead to God's promises. So, Uh, They come to this point, and word goes out from Joshua, the newly appointed leader, following in the massive footsteps of Moses. Uh, Word goes out to prepare, and prepare the people did. And this time, they come right up to the edge, right up to the boundary waters, right up to the point of no return, and this is where we enter the story today today looking at the beginning of Joshua chapter three, which I will read the first six verses for you here. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Shittim and they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel. And they lodged there before they passed over. And at the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people As soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about two thousand cubits in length. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. So here's the phrase that really jumps out and grabs a hold of me in this passage you have not passed this way before. And that's in chapter three, verse four. I love this phrase. Uh, It's kind of obvious. You haven't been this way before. Uh, It's a little bit mundane. It's the kind of thing that might be easy to quickly read past without much thought. Uh, But something opens up around this little insignificant, seemingly insignificant phrase a subtle reminder not to get ahead of ourselves even when we're so close we think we can see and taste the promise, even when it's right there in front of us. There's also, I think, a comforting reminder in this, if we're listening carefully, uh, that God has brought us this far and God will see us through to the end. In the case of the people, There's a river to cross. There are giants to face on the other side. There are battles to be fought. And as of now, the promise, the new identity, the new life uh, that has been so long imagined and hoped for, uh, it's close. But in reality, it's entirely unknown. The people haven't been here before. It's brand spanking new. And so we can take comfort in knowing that God. Knows the way and he is the way for us. Whatever your promises, wherever you are as you're peering ahead into the life that you feel like God is calling you, he is the way. He's going before us. He is followable. Praise God and thank God for that. And he is the God who remains with us throughout it all. So I love that phrase. Uh, You have not been this way before. And another detail uh, that really jumps out and grabs me is this 2,000 cubits behind uh, phrase. So, if your Bible has a note in it, uh, as mine does, in our terms, that's almost half a mile. So, even at the threshold of this promised land, Uh, when it seems like maybe we can just ram this thing home because it's right there in front of us, and even when it finally seems, after wandering through the wilderness, after coming out of slavery, after all these things have unfolded and transpired, it finally seems like, yeah, we can probably see the way forward from here. Um, The word comes, stay 2,000 cubits behind. Let God's presence go way out in front of you. In other words, back off and let God lead this thing. So, in this scenario, I love uh, the fact that there's no backseat driving. Uh, This is how it's said again in this verse. Do not come near the ark of God's presence in order that you may know the way you shall go. There's some space there's some breathing room, there is perspective. Um, I also kind of appreciate the fact, if you think this through, that there's no micromanagement in this uh, scenario. There's engagement on the part of the people as they follow God's lead. Uh, They are obviously to keep one eye ahead, and they keep one eye on the steps that are immediately before them. Now, this seems to be also a consistent feature uh, in the narrative of people participate in what God is doing on their behalf. Uh, God takes the lead, God provides the way, but He also uh, is inviting, and He also calls us to participate in what's happening, and I think we see this unfolding once again. Uh, This holds true, I think, in the parameters and the path that God is setting in this specific instance Um, And then the people have flexibility as they walk it out and as they're discerning the specific steps they're going to take to remain um, faithful and following God's lead. So, what about us? How can we pull all of this together and how can this short passage empower us as a people living into God's promises and purposes? So, even after having counted the cost, uh, this would be unlike the first generation who was not willing to pay the price of change uh, and was not willing to pay the price of challenge or resistance. Uh, But this generation was, and even after having counted the cost, even after having made up their minds to step out into God's promises and purposes, whatever the cost might be, The word here, I think, for us is to keep watching, keep waiting, and keep walking. So, let God remain out in front of us, half a mile out in front, in fact. Uh, Don't get in a hurry. Don't compete with God to figure things out and work things out and to find the way through into His promises. And uh, this is one... That means a lot to me because I feel like sometimes uh, once I get close to these new times in life, these new seasons in life, once they get close enough, I can see it and smell it and almost touch it and feel it. Uh, There's a little bit of an instinct to dart out in front, but this scripture clearly reminds us don't do that. Don't compete with God in figuring things out and in working things out and in walking things out. Just keep following. Um, We want to invest ourselves in watching and waiting. And once there's a little bit of movement, as they no doubt saw the arc moving forward, keep watching and keep waiting carefully, attentively, intentionally, as an act of obedience and as an act of preparation watch and wait. Watch and wait to understand. Watch and wait to gain perspective. Watch and wait to gain wisdom on the way before you. Watch and wait so that you can see uh, what's coming and uh, to glean everything possible we can in advance knowing that we'll soon be walking out the way that God is making clear before us. So this isn't a passive, entertaining, sort of Netflix-y experience. The people need to watch, and we need to watch what God is speaking and what God is doing before us, understanding that we are going to have to follow. So we're going to have skin in the game, and that makes God's lead even more important. And then having watched and waited walk, we go, we follow, we take the path before us, we enter into God's promises and God's purposes. And there you have it for today, another simple snapshot on entering God's promises taken from the early chapters of Joshua. If this episode has helped bring your world into a little better focus, please take a second to give it a good rating or review with your podcast provider. And thank you to those of you who have already done so. Um, And probably down there somewhere, you're also going to see the opportunity to become a subscriber. Your responses will actually help in focus to become more recommended by your podcast provider and make it easier to, for others to find the show in the future. If you'd like, you can also share this episode directly with your friends on social media. A link is provided to this episode in the show notes to do just that. If you'd like to hear some thoughts about something specific from the Bible or a particular big Christian idea that could help bring your world into better focus, please email me using the address that's also included in the show notes. I would love to hear your feedback to help improve the show as well as to talk about how things are going for you as you are stepping out to enter God's promises in your own life. Until next time, thanks for being a friend of the show and for tuning in to the In Focus podcast. May your world continue coming into clearer focus and may God lead you into an increasingly eternal kind of life before Him.